Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the Knapsack Files studios in Studio City, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I'm your host, Ken Knapsack. Here we are. Special edition. That's not special. I'm not special. Nothing on here is special, but I'm glad you're here. It's going to be a fun time. Hey, so, all right. I just was at WonderCon a couple weeks ago. If you're listening to this uh, at the time of airing, Friday, uh, I am currently at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, Florida. Um, I love conventions. I love comic conventions. I didn't start going to them until, I want to say, on about 2012. Very much aware of them before, particularly San Diego Comic Con. I had friends, roommates, and everything that had started attending that thing way back in the early 2000s, back when uh, it was definitely not what it is now. I started attending. My first one was Stan Lee's Kamikaze, which has since been changed to Stan Lee's L.A. Comic Con. Uh, got to uh, got to go to a, uh, several San Diego Comic Cons with the Schmoes No Boys. And, uh, you know, uh, then I hit Screen Junkies, and, man, we were on the road for most of the year and a half. I worked there about every three months, no more than three months. Sometimes weeks apart, we'd be hitting a different convention, whether it was with Wizard World or New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, all that stuff. Um, I love them. They're fun. They're crazy. They're a little wild. They're a little boring. They're a little repetitive. But... I do love them. So that's why today's three things is the three things I love about conventions. Comic book conventions, to be specific. If you're looking for the medical supply convention list, that is not this. I do not have that one. If you're looking for the convention of Northeastern lawyers, I do not have that list. This is about comic book conventions, which, of course, nowadays, old oldsters will tell you, they ain't about comic books anymore. In fact, when I was at WonderCon a couple weeks ago in Anaheim, I uh, accidentally wandered into the comic book section and found myself relieved because I could uh, relax, stretch out my arms a little bit. Not a lot of people there. Same with Artist Alley. Artist Alley, usually at conventions, that's where they have a lot of these comic book artists and artist types selling their wares, selling their art, bearing their soul. And there's not a lot of people around. It's kind of sad. I get the old timers. I get them being grumpy about that. It's changed. It changed in about 2000 or so. So legend goes when X-Men hit the big screen. Sony had a hit. Uh, Fox, I should say, have a hit. Um, and it, um, it started to turn the attention of studios to Comic-Con and how to promote. Of course, Star Wars, A New Hope. Back in 1976 at San Diego Comic-Con when it was like two card tables and a box of cookies. They were there 
celebrating, uh, uh, trying to uh, sell and celebrate Star Wars: A New Hope. So, marketing at these things has been has been. You know, a thing that's been uh, going on for a while, but it wasn't the X-Men came that it really started to hit big. And then the legend goes even more that it was uh, Twilight, the first Twilight movie. When the cast of Twilight appeared at San Diego Comic-Con, it exploded. Fans started hearing about it. WonderCon, the first WonderCon I went to about four years ago, um, it was I was my favorite con because it you had so much room to breathe. Not a lot of people there. You could still have all the fun you could get at conventions, the panels, the food, the fun, the craziness, and your friends. This year, whoo, craziness, craziness. The word is out. So here we go. Without further ado, here are if you're not. Familiar with conventions, you will be now. I'm going to give you the three things I love about comic book conventions. Number three, the expensive food makes you appreciate everything else you eat at any other point in your life, even a five-star restaurant. That's right. You're walking around. It's crowded. You're hungry. You forgot to pack protein bars. Your panel's in an hour. Or maybe you want to attend a panel in an hour. You've got to hit the con food court. You got to run on over, wait in line, saddle on up, pick a food item. Ooh, you like sandwiches. Yeah, throw some turkey, throw some ham, tomatoes, lettuce. Can you give me a pickle? Make it too. I like pickles. Give me that pickle. I'll have a drink, a bag of chips. Yes, a bag of chips. Thank you. And how about this cookie? Because I'm going to need dessert. Thank you. I'm going to go check out. I pay over there. Where? At a cash register? 25 feet away? Are you sure? Because that's a long way to travel. If I get over there and that's not where I'm paying, yeah, it's where I'm paying? Okay. And you settle on up. And they ring you up. And all those items I listed are $48.32. Oh, God. And that's just lunch. And that's just day one. I've kept my receipts. I try to keep my receipts for business purposes at at conventions. It gets depressing. Small loan needed. So, after conventions, and sometimes when you're at conventions, you head outside. You maybe uh, head outside and uh, you want to go to a... You know, go to a steakhouse. There's a Morton Steakhouse by the Anaheim Convention Center. So you want to head outside, you pay for a, a, a $50 steak, and suddenly you're like, you know what? That's a bargain. Give me all 11 ounces of this steak, no sides, no no appetizer, 50 bucks. Throw an alcoholic beverage on there, you're now paying 70 And it still seems like a bargain compared to what you had at the con earlier in the day. You fly home, you drive home, you go to the grocery store, you stock up on food for the week. Wow, the, the convention's still in your head. How, how, how much fun was that? You, you spend for the week's worth of food $88. $88 was also the cost of two hot dogs and a soda you had it at a convention. It's amazing. It makes you appreciate things. It's perspective, people. I'm talking about perspective. That's what you want. And then also, I mean, come on. The heartburn and stomach problems and just general queasiness some of this con food will give you makes you appreciate the other times in your life when you're healthy. And then 
the food you eat doesn't send you almost to the ER, doesn't send you to the medic station, and doesn't send you to the line at the convention bathrooms. Perspective. I'm preaching perspective here. Right now, as you're listening to this, I'm probably at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, Florida, and I'm probably having a $49 cheeseburger. It's the greatest thing in the world. Perspective in this food gives you perspective. At WonderCon, WonderCon, I went to grab an ice cream cone. Other people in my party wanted ice cream as well. I'll treat you guys. I'm so happy. I love conventions. They're great. I think that was, I'm not even joking, $22 for three ice cream cones. Look, I understand. I'm a capitalist at heart. Make your money. All right? But you all know you have us trapped. There's not a lot of options. At WonderCon, you can go outside and you can hit the food truck row. They bring in some fancy gourmet food trucks. So if you have three hours to wait in the baking sun, that's a good lunch option. Otherwise, it's up the street to a restaurant. And that's a hike. And you and you mess up your, your convention flow. And then you're left with the food court at the convention halls. I recommend packing those protein bars. That'll make you survive. But that's number three. Expensive food makes you appreciate everything else you eat, including your health. Number two, it's time that you help the world of science. We need science. We need to discover new things. We need to solve problems that new things create. And you will be helping science at conventions by identifying a plethora of new smells. And not only the new smells, you'll be able to uh, help solve how fumes can seem to follow people around like it's some sort of ghost that's clinging to their host body. You will be able to help science discover why other smells stay in one corner and smack every person in the face as they pass through it. Oh, the smells. This is really top-notch work you're helping science accomplish. In fact, I believe, and I hope you are, filing reports with some kind of team science. Is that an organization? It is now. It's amazing. You can find little pockets of fresh air. That's actually where the real miracle is. It's humidity, body heat, it's, it's body odors, it's, it's stenches. Like the bog of eternal stench and labyrinth, that, that is a convention floor. And if you're at one of the real big conventions, and it's on a peak day, like Saturday at 2, and you're on the convention floor, God help you. And if you don't believe in God, start praying, start finding the answer. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's hard to get through. And science needs to help solve these problems. And it's, I'm not just, don't get me wrong here, kids. I'm not making fun of, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not making fun of like the heavy set fat nerd dude in the corner with the beard and the, the, the dirty jacket. I'm not, I'm not. If you think it's just that guy causing these smells, you are wrong and you're underestimating the vileness of human nature. 
I don't know what it is about plopping people in the center of thousands of other people that makes them think they can do things best best reserved for their own time and perhaps their own restroom. It's amazing. I mean, the food doesn't help. Point three leads to point two. I understand. I've been there. I'm not proud of everything I've done at a convention. I'm not. So, I hope science understands what we're doing here. And what's, what is weird about it is it hits you in waves. It's like a seismic charge. It's, it's the shock wave of a blast. And it's also studying human nature. If I'm going to a convention for an extended period of time, for instance, when I was at WonderCon recently, I was there for three hours at most. Got there, hit the floor for a little bit, grabbed a sandwich, spent $50 on that, ran up to the panel, hit a Collider video meet and greet, had a drink, and got the hell out of Dodge. If you were there and you met me, Hope we shook hands, and I hope you had a pleasant experience around me. I was trying to get the hell out of Dodge as fast as I could because it was WrestleMania Sunday, number one. And number two, my car was parked 14 miles away, and I needed to catch a shuttle, and I just wanted to get out of there. So if I shook your hand and it seemed like I was distant and wanted to go, it's not because I'm a jerk. I'm slightly a jerk, but it's not because of that. It's because I wanted to go. Now, if that's the case... If I'm there for just two hours, three hours, it's okay. Come as you are. Shower at home. Freshen up at home. Buckle in for a couple hours. Get the hell out of there. But I've been in conventions all day. I've gotten there at 10 a.m. when the floor's open, knowing that I was going to leave at 5, knowing I was going to meet up with friends, knowing I was going to hit a panel, knowing I was going to get food, knowing I was going to have some fun. So you know what I do? I'll let you in on a little secret. If I have a little backpack with me, in that backpack are basic supplies. Basic hygiene supplies designed to help further the human race. All right? Designed to help us feel clean and fresh. All over. And when an opportunity presents itself and I feel I need it, because self-policing your own hygiene is a skill often overlooked especially at conventions. I'll slip off into a restroom. I'll slip off into a dark corner. I'll hide behind a bush. I'll do what must be done to make sure I keep myself smelling the best as you possibly can. Now, there might be stretches of time where I can't get to it, and if you've met me in those times and you shook my hand and you thought there was something wrong with me, I understand. I accept it. Like I said, I'm not proud of everything I've done at conventions. It's survival. It's not quite the zombie apocalypse, because less people die, but it's damn close. So I don't understand. It is, it is, this, is what's, this is why I'm reaching out to science. We need to find, this is how you study human behavior and we try to improve it. I swear 30% of convention attendees don't start the day with a shower. And they certainly don't prepare for it or prepare for the lack of that. Five, six, seven, dear God, eight hours into a convention. I feel, of course, for the women out there 
and to be fair, some of the men, but for the women, the cosplay queens, who put so much work into their costumes. Any cosplayer, man, woman, or child. Anybody, or dog, I've seen that too. Anyone who puts their their heart and soul into cosplay costumes really puts an amazing amount of effort into it. It's impressive. Have you ever watched it? I recently stopped over at my friend Michelle Boyd's house to watch some Game of Thrones, and she was building one of her costumes for the coming year for the Labyrinth of Jareth Ball. The amount of effort, skill, and care put into just the headdress, the headpiece of this costume, was more than I could comprehend because I stopped crafts after I had to use a glue stick to uh, connect popsicle sticks to make some sort of mini fence? Question mark? I don't know. I feel sorry for these women in the cosplay that want to show off their work. And this isn't a comment on them. This is the, They put so much work into it. This isn't about them being exhibitionists. This is about them going, look at the work I've done. And I want, yes, take my picture. They're happy about that in general. But then you got these men, generally men, who come up and they don't know the hover hand rule. Gentlemen, learn the hover hand rule, please. At the very least, make it a light touch. But they put their arms around these girls. They pull them in close. They take a picture. They take seven pictures. And dear God, they smell like a uh, cattle yard meets a locker room. It's... Come on, gentlemen. What are you doing? I see you have backpacks. You're there for your posters, your comic books, and your Funko Pops. I'm there for that stuff, too. But dear God, prepare for the day. But it's one of my favorite things about conventions, because you are helping the world of science identify new smells, new behaviors that need correcting. And the number one thing that I love about conventions. It's a personal one. You can test the limits of all your bad emotions. Cons bring me happiness and joy and fellowship with my friends. Um, when we go to these panels and we have these meet and greets, I get to meet the, the supporters of the shows I, I'm on, and that feels good. If you've met me at a convention, you've taken the time out of your day to come up and say, hey, Pit Boss, I love this. Let's, can I have a picture? I'm happy to do it. Not because it makes me feel important. Because it makes me feel a sense of just kinship with you. Pride, happiness. It is an ego. It's like, it's humble. I can't believe you want to take a picture with me. Because a few years ago, I walked around and ain't nobody stopping me at a convention. So I appreciate it. Those are the good emotions. But what I love about conventions is you can test the limits of all of your bad emotions. All the emotions you should learn to keep in check. All the emotions you should learn to be on top of so that they don't get the best of you. That is what, that is what you can learn. I'm talking to emotions like impatience. Like when you get off the 5 freeway and you've just driven for an hour and a half when a ride, the ride should normally take 35 minutes and it's a Sunday morning and you, and you get off 
the freeway exit, and you pass Disneyland, where you'd much rather go. You'd much rather go to Disneyland, and then you and then you go uh, towards Catella because you know you're going to head over to the convention parking that you always can. You see these giant signs that direct you to park at Anaheim Baseball st- uh, Stadium as if you're a member of the Anaheim Angels that you're about to take batting practice. It's it's a m- couple miles away, and you and you schlock over there, and the traffic's bad there, and you have to make a left turn at a busy intersection. Why, dear God, would you send me on a path that needs a left turn on a busy day? And then you go in, and, and you find parking, and you pay cash, and then you wait for a shuttle, and then you get on that shuttle, and then you're squeezed up against somebody, and the smells are already beginning. And all you want is a you're hungry and you're thinking, when I get to that convention, I'm going to get one of their gourmet hamburgers at a gourmet food truck. And all that's in your head. And you just have to take a breath and say, I'm being impatient. I'm being impatient. I'm being, I'm being impatient at things I cannot control. I will have fun on this day. And then you get to the convention file and you walk over and you're already sunburned before you even hit the convention floor and you forgot to bring sunscreen because you're only there for a couple hours and you don't have your backpack of hygiene goodies and, you should, and you're angry at yourself because you're not paying attention to your own rules of conventions. And then you go over to the food truck because you're starving and the line's already three hours long. Damn it. Now you got to go in and have a $50 sandwich. So you're impatient. You're impatient. And then people are walking in front of you. You're trying to walk around the convention floor because you only got like 20 minutes to look at the convention floor. And you really, you need a new Game of Thrones hat. Maybe you're hoping, dear God, you can find that in a rare Funko Pop. And you, and you have to get around. And you don't want to be mean to these people because they're having a good time. But you're impatient. You're stuck behind them. And they're walking five people deep uh, at a place that two, uh, in an aisle that ba- barely two people can fit across. And they're five deep. And you can't get around them. And you're trying to be nice. And you're trying to push. And then you want to push past them like that old game. You ever play uh, Red Rover? Red Rover said, said Ken right over in, in elementary school. And then you run at your schoolmates as hard as you can. And you try to run through their, their connected arms. They're holding hands. Your opponents are holding hands. You try to break their arms. Basically, you're in elementary school, in my day, you were asked to intentionally clothesline yourself against your classmates. Well, that's what I feel like uh, when I'm in line or I'm walking through these convention halls and five people are walking across and they're taking their time and they're looking at a damn T-shirt that's stupid and I want around them. See, I'm impatient. I've got to check that. And this impatience leads to anger. And you you know what anger leads to. Marriage to Padme. You don't want that. You don't want that. You need to keep your impatience in check, and you need to keep your anger in check, and you will start to get angry at conventions. You're angry at that parking. You're angry because you want to go in a door and a nice security professional with a friendly face and a nice clean t-shirt is trying to tell you you can't go in there. And I know I've worked in that industry for 17 years. I was once in a uniform telling people they can't go there, but I'm upset because I'm late for my panel and I need to get in. Suddenly I'm angry. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be angry in my real life either. But in my convention life, I definitely don't want to be angry. This is supposed to be a good time. I've already been impatient. I've already, I've already experienced anger. It's time to slow down and check yourself. And then there's confusion. I don't really know if that's an emotion, but I'm listing it here because then you, you start getting panicked because you're, you're passing the same T-shirt 
vendor like seven times, and you're looking for the punk Funko Pop vendor, and there's 49 of those, but you're looking for the one who has the general Grievous Funko Pop that you want to pay for, even though it's 30 bucks, and you really feel your collection needs it, even though you know it's just going to take space on your shelf, and you're going to feel bad about it in two weeks when you look at your shelf, and you go, dear God, I can't even see the books on my shelf, because I have so many damn toys, and, and you can't find this vendor, and you're looking, and you're looking, and then your friends are joining you, and you're like, hey, help me find this vendor, what did it look like? He had, he had a wall of Funko Pops. And some vintage Kenner Star Wars toys. And you look around, and that is literally every other vendor in the, in the place. And, I, and, and, and going to these conventions every six weeks or so, every three months at the, at the most with screen junkies, I can, I can tell you, I can assure you, every convention floor is the same. I mean, literally, down to the vendors. It's like, hey, Bob. Hey, Tim. Hey, Cheryl. Good to see you all again. How was New Orleans? Did you get out to San Antonio? How was Cleveland? It's the same people, not just the same merchandise. In the center is usually that wall of T-shirts with a T-shirt so high no wildling would dare try to climb it. You could find that one, and that's usually the center. Usually like, all right, it was like four aisles over and three vendors down was the Funko Pop vendor with the General Grievous that I wanted to find. But now you can't, you're confused, you feel old and lost and feeble and you're afraid and that is a bad emotion. Fear, because you, you're impatient, you're anger, now you're fearful and confused. This is how you become a Sith. But these conventions will teach you how to overcome that. And then the final one is that emotion, that feeling, that sin of lust. You've got to control that. And if you go to these conventions, man or woman, gay or straight, whatever your pleasure is, there is a smorgasbord of flesh for you to look at. Fun. I'm not judging. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not telling anyone to put on a blanket. Continue doing it. It's part of the fun. It is my responsibility. It is your responsibility listening to make sure you can control your lustful urges, you animals. I saw 17 Harley Quinns within five minutes of getting off the shuttle at WonderCon. Not even joking. And each one of them, the shorts they were wearing got progressively shorter. And you know what? Good on you. Good on you, girls. Good on you. Continue to do that. It is my responsibility to not stare at it for a city block. It is my responsibility to look once, appreciate the sight, appreciate your beauty, and carry on with my day and head and head on down to the, uh, the concession stand. That's what I should do. It's on me. And that's what these conventions will teach you. And, you know, again, it's not just for the men. Not for the men looking at the girls cosplaying. All right? Again, I don't care what you're, what you're out there looking for in this world. You're going to have that temptation. I see a lot of really buff, six-pack, eight-pack eight abbed men walking around pretending to be Cal Drogo or Aquaman. And that's got to pro- cause problems for, for anyone interested in that. you got to control yourself. These conventions help you teach that. Impatience, anger, fear, confusion, lust. It's all there in front of you at these conventions. It's just a casual Sunday afternoon at WonderCon, and you've got to get a hold of yourself. You've got to keep 
your emotions in check. Luckily, this convention is testing your limits. And that is my favorite thing. Because when you can test your limits and come out unscathed, you're all right, kid. You're going to be all right. So I hope if you're listening to this now and you're on location in Star Wars Celebration Orlando, I hope you have a chance to say hi to me. If not here, I hope it's at San Diego Comic-Con. I hope it's at L.A. Comic-Con. I hope it's at a convention in the future, because I love going to them. I will always go to them. And these three things will be in my mind, and I hope they're in your mind, too. That's the three things for this week. You can follow this podcast on iTunes by subscribing, rate, and reviewing. Podomatic, you can follow it there. Literally, press the button. We're still on Stitcher. Other venues to come. We're on Patreon. If you choose to support what I do, go on over to patreon.com slash files and see if there's something that fits your fancy to support this endeavor. And look, with what I'm teaching you here today, I think it's worth it. Kidding. Not kidding. I love you all. That is it. The three things for this week on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. We'll see you next time.